In the last episode, I gave a little run through about the case study that we're going to be looking at for the next uh, couple of episodes, hopefully not more than three or four. Now, um, for those of you who are just, um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then catch the previous episode and it will bring you up to speed. So this um, case study that we're looking at, the title that we used when we were at the Tech Hub was Finding Customers Who Can Afford You. Now, a word on definitions. For those of you who are old listeners, you already uh, know the distinction that I'm about to make. But in typical parlance, um, I use these terms interchangeably. Um, customers, uh, prospective customers, um, prospects, clients. I use these words interchangeably, even though they don't all mean technically the same thing. Now, the reason why I do that is because a lot of people uh, that we run into during these um, sales clinic sessions or uh, people who are finding this podcast for uh, the first time are not necessarily into um, splitting hairs when it comes to these sorts of definitions. So whenever they talk about customers or clients or prospects, depending on the context, sometimes they all mean the same thing. And so I just continue speaking about it that way, even though it doesn't mean the same thing. Now, this will explain what it is that I mean. So in the the proper term of thinking about customers, are people who have um, bought from you in the past and uh, people that you have reasonable certainty that will keep on purchasing from you um, in the future. So using that definition of customers, you can see that uh, technically speaking, that's not the right, that, that was not the right word to use um, in the title. Because the way that the title is um, is uh, phrased, it sort of um, assumes that the people that you're running after are people who are going to be doing business with you um, the first time. They've never done business with you before. But then again, um, the fellow who got in touch and who had the question, the word that he used was customers. And so I just kept it that way and I used all those terms interchangeably. So remember, customers have bought from you in the past and are going to do some more business with you in the future. You have some reasonable certainty um, about that. Now, customers and clients, I also use the term, um, those terms interchangeably. I use customers for um, business to uh, consumer scenarios. That's where you're dealing with um, the average retail person. I use the word customer. But then when you're dealing with business to business scenarios, one business dealing with another. So let's say if um, AXA Mansard Insurance was doing business with um, Zenith uh, Bank and they do so on a sustained basis, then I would use the term um, client. So that's the distinction that I make, the working distinction that I make. Okay, so now that we're done with um, the terminology, even though I'm going to say customers throughout the whole point um, of the, I mean, throughout this podcast and the future episodes, um, I'm actually, what I have in mind actually, or rather what the, the fellow who asked the question during the sales clinic, what he had in mind was prospects or prospective customers. So that's what we should be thinking about. How do we find more prospects? Okay, now the background, like I mentioned, um, the fellow's name was Godwin and the company is G Power Tech, an alternative power based, sorry, an alternative 
gosh, how do he phrase it? An alternative power company, yes, alternative power company based in Lagos, Nigeria. And they deal in um, self-described premium products. That's how he described it. And uh, the process is entirely client spec driven. So in other words, in that um, industry, the whole process is driven from a highly technical understanding of what the client's needs are. So you go into the client's house or his um, warehouse or his office or whatever, and you check the number of electric points, the number of TVs and fans and uh, air conditioners and fridges and uh, what have you. And that determines the optimum um, power um, power setup. Of course, it's quite different from those of us in the uh, wedding space. Um, it's not entirely, it's not, uh, wedding work is inspect driven. Um, in fact, my partner, my video partner, Shagun, he would go as far as to say that um, we deal in um, vanities. And I guess in a sense, I would, I would have to um, agree. Anyway, that's uh, beyond the scope of what we're supposed to be discussing today. So this was their main problem, their main sales problems as G Power Tech, uh, the, the CEO of G Power Tech, this is the main sales problem as he put it. So they run into clients and uh, it looks like they're a good deal. They're all good to go and they're going to work together, but they are looking for flexible payment options. Now the good deal is G Power Tech has taken the next step and arranged for flexible um, payment options. That's financing with banks and that's really um, a smart move. That's one way of cutting out the money objections. When people say they don't have money, you can say, oh, there's no big deal. We've already worked up these financing options with social smart soul banks. If you have an account with them, this is how we're going to um, proceed. You can go on it through higher purchase or uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, of course, those options are not available to we wedding professionals. But anyway, just bear with me. Eventually, we're going to get to points of similarities. So the question then for G Power Tech was, how do you find clients who can afford your products easily without having to resort to bank financing? Because uh, the way that they would hit the money objection would be to say, don't worry, we've got bank financing. And then what does the average Nigerian say? Ah, bank financing is too much of a hassle. Let me think about it. Let me discuss with my wife, my brother, my mother, my uncle, you know, on and on. And uh, from there, the go ghost and eventually um, it fades. And then the second question um, posed by G Power Tech was, since sales and marketing is quite the hassle, and yes, it can be a hassle, should you outsource your sales and your marketing? In other words, should you bring in salespeople to be responsible for selling your solutions? Now, that's one point of similarity that... Um, that's one point of um, commonality that we have with uh, our, um, our brother G Power Tech. Some people wonder, um, selling is a hassle, marketing is a hassle. Can I just take the pictures and get somebody else to sell the wedding photography? In fact, there's a popular wedding photographer, uh, gosh, I've forgotten his name, uh, this Indian American, uh, Indian American guy. Oh boy. Can't believe I've forgotten his name. I really should start writing some things down before we hit record. Anyway, but there are lots of um, uh, photographers in America who 
uh, wedding photographers in America who um, follow this model. So they have a partner and you, the photographer, are the um, artsy person and then the other person is the numbers person, the business person who handles all the sales, the marketing and everything else. And what well, I haven't heard of any wedding planners abroad or in Nigeria who follows that sort of um, model but basically it's something that people do so that was the question should you bring people in to be responsible for doing the selling and then you handle all the the uh the technical aspect so you handle the photography you handle the cakes you handle the makeup um whatever it is so in this case that was g power text compound uh, sorry not compound um question yes can i get people to do all the selling and then I will just go there and then hook up the solar panels, the inverters, the batteries, the um, what have you. So uh, please follow G, uh, G Power Tech on Instagram. Uh, the handle is, well, as pronounced, G Power Tech. No space, no underscored, no dash, no nothing. So it's G Power and then T-E-C-K, Tech, all in uh, small caps. So for those of you who are based in Lagos and you need energy solutions, you might be a good fellow to reach out to. Um, caveat MTOP, beware. I haven't done any in-depth, um, what I say, review or validating of the guy. So um, please proceed as you would cautiously normally. Don't take this as a uh, blanket endorsement of the fellow. But I'm just saying that since... He was kind enough to allow us to use this um, case study, the work that we did for him on this. I figured I might as well just talk about his business and maybe hopefully bring some eyeballs his way. So before we get into the question of um, how to um, uh, get prospects who can afford you or whether you should outsource your sales solution, we have to have an overview of the sales process. Now, remember, for those of you who've been listening from the beginning, and uh, if you haven't, and this is your first episode, it's my opinion and the opinion of a couple other sales um, professionals out there that we all need to have a sales process. Sales has to be process driven. If you're going to keep freestyling and relying on um, toasting techniques and your uh, innate wonderful um, personality, selling is going to be a um, it's going to be exhausting because you'll have to come up with a new playbook every single time that you are speaking with a new prospect but if you have a mental framework a sales process whether memorized in your head or written down that you're following all the time then sales can become um rote that means you don't have to think too much about it and that also has uh, one advantage in that um, you can be much more critical when selling because you have an idea of which stage you're at what the focus, uh, the goal of that particular stage um, should be, what the outcome should be, and how you can move people along from the first hello to um, uh, tying the tying the deal with them, and then they make a deposit and uh, or cut you a check. So, before we begin, I'm just going to have a rough overview of what the sales process is, or what the sales process um, could look like. Now, um, you will find as I run through these stages that they apply or rather they can be applied across every um, most industries. So even though you are a wedding photographer or a wedding planner or a makeup artist, you will find that the process, the, 
the backbone of the process will be the same for you as it's the same for G Powertech. So sales can roughly be divided into, and please remember, this is a rough generalization because you're going to listen to a couple of other podcasts, maybe pick up a book or two, uh, or maybe, you know, one of your uh, younger brothers or sisters is studying marketing right now in the university. And so, of course, I'm going to say, no, uh, this is what my prof said. So, um, yeah, this is just a rough um, generalization. The idea is basically the same, even though the names and the order may change. So the first stage is prospecting and canvassing. The next stage is qualifying. After that, we have discovery. It's only after you're done qualifying and then discovery that we have a presentation and you give your what your solution is going to be. And then the final stage is the commitment or the close. So let me run through that again um, one more time. Prospecting or canvassing, that's the first stage. After that, qualifying. After that, you have a discovery process. After that, we make a presentation and our solution. And then after that, we secure this commitment and then we get the people to go into um, the close. So I'll just wrap it up here. And the next time that we um, hit record on the podcast, we're going to be exploring in fairly limited detail what these terms mean. What is prospecting and canvassing? What is qualifying? What is discovery? What is a presentation? And uh, what is commitment? Um, or the close. So we'll flesh those uh, out a little bit. Of course, for those of you who've been listening from the jump, um, I know you're familiar with some of those terms, especially since we have uh, explored qualifying frameworks um, in the past. Or for those of you who this is your first episode, or if you're an absolute newbie, then uh, enjoy the ride and we'll go into some more detail in the next episode. So thank you very much, guys, for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based wedding photographer. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.